free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our Chief Medical Officer, Professor Brendan Murphy, has Australia hanging off his every word at the moment. So we were wondering, who is the guy advising our government on the coronavirus response? As for who he's advising, that'd be our top politicians, including Health Minister Greg Hunt. You may have heard of him, but never have we paid more attention to what he says than now. And then there's Nev Power, the businessman charged with leading the COVID-19 Commission, a body created by Prime Minister Scott Morrison to advise the government on the economic and social effects of the global coronavirus pandemic. This week on Squish Shortcuts, we take you through who each of these men are and the role they're playing during this health and economic emergency. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Safe to say, Claire, Brendan Murphy is the most widely recognised Chief Medical Officer Australia has ever had. In fact, it's probably the case that most of us didn't even know we had a Chief Medical Officer until the coronavirus crisis. I, for one, did not know that. <laughs> so let's start there. Take us through the role of our Chief Medical Officer. I'll refer to them as the CMO because, you know, now that we're into the jargon, we've got it. The CMO is the country's highest medical post. They're the principal medical advisor to the Minister of Health and also to the Federal Department of Health. And how do you get the gig? How's it appointed? It's typically someone who's been a practitioner at the highest level, but is also really well known in their field. A former CMO that comes to mind is Professor John Horvath. He was a high profile medical practitioner when he came to the role, particularly known for being a leader in renal health. And he was Kerry Packer, the media magnate's doctor. A bit of history of our CMOs there. <laughs> Quiz you on that later. So our, our CMO is a, is a public servant. It's distinctly different to the job, though, of Secretary of the Department of Health. That's the most senior person in the department. How do they differ? So the Secretary of the Department of Health is largely a policy and administrative role. Their main job is to run that health department. That means that they look at policies that run the primary healthcare system, which is our GP network. They also oversee the running of Medicare, the aged care system, the pharmaceutical benefit scheme, and a whole lot more. Whereas the Chief Medical Officer is a medical position. They're the people liaising with our best health experts here and around the world to give technical advice. Strange twist here. Brenda Murphy was actually supposed to take up the role as Secretary at the Department of Health from February 2020 until coronavirus. I know, plot twist, right? But Mm. it's a bit unusual for a CMO to become the department head. But given the health crisis, he stayed in that CMO role and the government has appointed an acting secretary for the time being. So for now, Brendan Murphy is the guy who will be advising the government on this health crisis. Tell us a bit more about him. He's a Victorian. He began as a specialist in nephrology, which is kidney health. Mm -hmm. He then became the chief medical officer for the St Vincent's Health Network in Victoria. He sat on a number of hospital and research boards, so he's got a lot of experience in health administration. And prior to his appointment as Australia's chief medical officer in 2016, he was the CEO of Austin Health, again, around that Victorian Melbourne region. So a well-qualified bloke, but not an expert in infectious diseases. No, and this is where the government is relying on him in that role to consult widely in order to provide the best advice. So, for example, he is the head of the Australian Health Protection Principal Committee. 
just to get another bit of jargon in this, it's made up of the CMO for the federal government as well as the state government chief health officers. That committee seeks the advice of experts and then agrees on that advice or gets some consensus around it and passes it on to the government. It's been meeting around the clock during this crisis. And as far as the kind of personality he is, our health minister has made some comments on the way he gives advice. Yeah, that's right. He's called Professor Murphy unbelievably frank. That's the quote. Yeah. And within the medical profession, he's known as personable, but also willing to stand his ground. And speaking of our health minister, he's obviously an important person to know in all of this. Let's have a look now at who Greg Hunt is and the role he's playing. Most of us will know that our health minister is an elected representative. In this instance, Greg Hunt, as we said, is the man. He's also a Victorian Clare. He is, and he's been in Parliament for quite some time. He was elected in 2001 to represent the electorate of Flinders. It takes in an area around Victoria's Mornington Peninsula. Does he have a health background? No, he doesn't. He started his career in law. If you have a look through his bio, one of his proudest achievements is runner-up in the World Debating Championships, as well as being selected as Australia's debating captain. And he made the well-worn route into Parliament by serving as a political staffer for some years. And what about when he was named as the inaugural Best Minister in the World recipient at the World Government Summit? What is that? As a politician, he was very humble, of course, about winning that award. (laughs) Best minister in the world. In the world. No, No less. Since elected, though, he has had a range of portfolio responsibilities, including environment, industry, science. And so health isn't his his first gig. Now, obviously, he's our health minister. He has. He's been the health minister for three years. Health is a really tricky portfolio. There's a lot of very loud stakeholders. There's a lot of money to be allocated across a number of fields. And of course, there's never enough. But what Greg Hunt has really called out as achievements and areas of interest for him are are mental health reforms and also a whole new list of drugs that are on our pharmaceutical benefits scheme that he's ushered through. So for those of us who don't really understand the the detail of how ministerial responsibilities work logistically. What is the health minister's role when it comes to a crisis such as this one? It's really threefold. They have to be at the nexus of the policy debate, so talking to the department about exactly what route they're taking and why. Also looking at the financials of this, we're spending a hell of a lot of money in the health system at the moment. And of Mm. course, as the health minister, you're ultimately responsible for that. And then there's a whole political overlay. So So, of course, the government is under pressure to perform. Which brings us to the uh, economic ramifications of a global pandemic such as this. There's obviously the health ramifications, but the economic ones are huge. When it comes to our elected representatives like Greg Hunt, the way we handle this is being led by the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, and also Treasurer Josh Frydenberg. But they've also got a group of Australian business people together whose job it is to coordinate advice to the government on ways to anticipate and mitigate the economic and social effects of coronavirus. This committee is called the National COVID-19 Coordination Commission. Let's have a look now in more detail at the Commission's purpose and its chair, Nev Power. The guy leading the Commission, as I said, is Neville Power. We've been referring to him as Nev. The PM calls him Nev, so we're going with that. (laughs) He's no stranger, Claire, to high-profile jobs. 
He isn't. He was the CEO of Fortescue Metals Group right up until 2018. That's Twiggy Forest's mob. It's the fourth largest producer of iron ore in the world, and he was its second ever CEO after Andrew Forrest himself. Mm. So that's not an easy task. No. He still lives in Western Australia and now has a number of board appointments, including chairman of the Perth Airport. Reading a bit about him, he seems to have a a reputation of being pretty down to earth. He really does. And that probably comes from a life growing up on cattle stations. He left school at 15. He fought his way back into higher education and went to university to study engineering and then worked his way up from there. So it's a, a pretty grounded experience. When the Prime Minister made the announcement about the NCCC, the National COVID Coordination Commission, it's a mouthful, (laughs) he said he called Nev and said, this is a quote, Nev, I need you to serve your country. He obviously accepted the task. What has Nev himself had to say since taking this job? He sees the job as being a conduit to solving problems that this crisis has created. So things like looking across the economy and putting people who have been laid off from their jobs into jobs where they're really needed. So things like people who have been laid off from Qantas getting jobs at Woolworths. Which really sums up what the role of the NCC is, I guess. It's a good example. Yeah, and it's a really tricky one because getting business and governments to work in lockstep is is challenging and he's really got his work cut out for him. A big job. Also included on that commission are Jane Holton, a former Health Department Secretary, whose most recent role was the head of the Finance Department. Greg Combay is a former Labor Minister who now works in the superannuation industry. Paul Little used to head up Toll Group and has a lot of experience with logistics. Catherine Tanner is the head of Energy Australia and she also sits on the Reserve Bank of Australia. Board, so energy sector and finance sector experience there. And the deputy chair of the organisation is David Thodey. He was the CEO of Telstra and, amongst many other things, is the chair of the CSIRO. What a group. It is. And from the Prime Minister's perspective, they've also got Phil Gachens, who's the secretary of the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet, and also the secretary of the Home Affairs Department, Mike Paluzzo. Any sense of how often uh, this group is meeting and how they're providing advice to the government? It seems to be something that they're really winding up. Of course, the economic effects are yet to be felt. So there's Mm. a lot of work being done in the background at the moment. And no doubt, as we move out of the health emergency and into the economic one, it'll come to the fore. And that's your shortcut to the key people who are involved in Australia's coronavirus response. On to our recommendations. each episode of Squeeze Shortcuts is a recommendation from us on some further reading to expand your knowledge of the topic. I've included a piece about Nev Power from 2014. It gives some good insight into how he rose up the pecking order to become CEO of Fortescue Metals Group. I especially enjoyed the part, Claire, where it talks about how he was named by the Australian Financial Review as one of the nation's 10 least narcissistic CEOs. Quite an honour. <laughs> it is an honour. That's a good list to be on, I would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a link to the episode of Insiders, ABC TV's Sunday morning political program, where it features an interview with our CMO, Brendan Murphy, and also the health minister, Greg Hunt, from mid-March. And you can get a sense of the dynamic there and how they work together. 
It's a good one. Thanks for listening in. If you like what you've heard, please tell people about our shortcuts. They're also available in written form on our website. You could also leave us a review, share a link on social, spread the word. It helps us grow and helps everyone become a little bit more informed on the backstories to the big stories. If you're new to The Squeeze, we also have a morning news podcast. It drops at 6am each weekday and in under 10 minutes we take you through the news of the day. Super convenient, particularly when there is so much news around. Links to all that and more in your episode notes. Until next week.